some pals and there's also therapy too. Perfect. Oh my gosh. I feel like we have such an episode today. It's kind of nuts. I love this episode. I know. Well, it's wild to think about like this is the first one because we hear about Sweetum so much, I feel, in the other uh, like episodes of the show. So this is the very first one. And I think that it's really wonderful to to see like the origin story of it all. Yeah, no, I love it too. Because yeah, it's definitely like we already know it's an institution and it's like this big thing. And um, is is Jessica Wicks already connected to Sweetums when we meet Mm -mm. her? Okay, I had a feeling. Mm -mm. Not yet, not yet, not yet. Uh, but okay, so we're starting. So yes. season two, episode 15, we've got Sweetums. This is our first one. This is written by Alan Yang, who we already know and love. Um, just a friendly reminder, we obviously, he is like a big, uh, you know, guru of parks. But if you don't remember, he's written Boys Club and Sister City, which we've done. Those are the two that we've already done mm-hmm. from him. But he also created Master of None with the Seas, and he produced The Good Place, and he's like super deep into the Sherverse, if you will. <laughs> um, and um, I haven't mentioned it. I don't think I've mentioned it on the podcast yet, but he does have a podcast technically with Rob Lowe talking about Parks and Rec. And I haven't messaged, uh, or not, I have messaged him. I just haven't messaged, mentioned it. Oh my God, I keep saying message. I haven't mentioned it um, because I don't want to be like swayed by how they run their podcast. Mm -hmm. I haven't even listened to it yet. Um, And you would think that I would because, you know, I love all the things behind the scenes. Um, And it's not any sort of like bitterness. I mean, at first it was, but now it's truly just like, I feel so um, like inspired by office ladies sometimes that I wonder if like I am, you know, being kind of, uh, you know, I just am doing things similarly to them because I love them so much. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if I'll do the same thing if I listen to the other parks um, podcast. But I also know like Sean has listened to it a few times and he said it's a completely different like vibe and format. So, OK, um, I don't know. So maybe I'll give it a chance this week or next or something. But regardless, um, I would be totally down for a collaboration. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, I did message his um, PR team because they were the only ones listed on IMDb. And uh, they said that he's like on a hiatus with them. So they said to reach out to his agents. And I was like, um, do you have their contact information? <laughs> and I haven't heard back from them yet. So I don't know. They probably won't give that to me. But I don't care. It's OK. And I also obviously messaged and commented on um uh, Instagram. So if anyone uh, wants to start a petition slash like, you know, um, messaging him mm-hmm. on behalf of us, that would rally. be very helpful. <laughs> Everybody rally. Yes. Together. Because we love Alan and I would love to meet the creator of Sweetums. Um, also, if you've ever heard him talk, and I'm sure he gets this all the time, it's probably really annoying, but if you've ever heard him talk, he totally sounds exactly like Aziz. Like he, his voice is so similar. Interesting. I'll have to go like listen to him do something because I don't think he ever has any lines as the bass player. He's kind of just there, right? Yeah. Uh, no, he has a few lines, but it's not enough to really like tell. But right. like when he is in a full on conversation with someone, like I've listened to him being interviewed by like Conan and a bunch of other people, he just has like the same cadence and tone as a C's. And it's just really interesting to me how similar they are. <laughs> huh, okay, cool. I'll have to go. Yeah. Which would make sense being partners, I suppose. Yeah. That, yeah, that could make sense. You kind of adopt but, like the same verbiage sometimes when you hang out with enough people, mm-hmm. you know, like with the people totally. enough. 
So, yeah, yeah totally. Feel that. Um, but anyway, so this was written by him. So thank you for bringing that to us. And then it was directed by Dean Holland, who I'm not going to say um, a bunch about because you already know how much of a fangirl I am. But he's on my capital W wish list to geek out over. Um, but he was also a major editor for The Office and deep into mm-hmm. the Shervers as well. Just as a friendly reminder, if you're just now joining us. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so I have summary written. So I'm ready. Yay. So Sweetums, Pawnee's local candy supplier, is trying to get in the park game by providing Nutriums, which is Ron totally is in favor of. However, mm-hmm. once Anne informs Leslie of how unhealthy these snacks are, they partner up at a public forum to inform the Pawnee citizens and let them decide. While Anne and Leslie try to save Pawnee from obesity, the rest of the office bounds, binds together to move Tom out of Wendy's house using Mark's pickup truck. Nice! Very thorough. That was a good one. I love the side story on this, and I think it's mostly because it pisses me off so much. I know. There are some deleted scenes that I'll talk about, too, that make me even more angry, and I'm so glad they cut it, because I'm just like, Tom, you fucking asshole. I hate you so much. Like, is he really this big of an ass throughout the entire thing? Or, like, are they still (sighs) finding him? Because... Like, he's awful in this episode. Like, I, w- I would have left. I don't know why yeah. any of them stayed. Like, I would have taken all the boxes out, put him on the sidewalk, and left. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I know. No, I think that they're... I think they've found him for the most part. They just haven't, like, shown his um, vulnerability enough yet. Mm-hmm. But this was intentional, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I agree with you. <sighs> well, I'll tell you, I have a lot of... Um, I had a lot of lines that I wrote down so I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be hurting for a favorite line this week (laughs) (laughs) which is weird because I was the opposite I kind of struggled with my favorite line and maybe it's just because I liked the whole episode I Mm -hmm. don't know but we'll get into it I do have a warning though so many guest stars message me back and I am so so excited excited. to share that with you guys so many people sent voice memos um, and then emailed and I'm actually talking with one of them later via zoom because he prefers to talk um, you know he just wants to meet I think like not you know, I don't think he wants to record anything or whatever, which I'm happy to do. Yeah. So we'll get into that when we get into it. But um, starting off this cold open, Tom is asking Justin for fashion advice. This first outfit is so awful <laughs> with the fur lining on the coat. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's I mean, so dumb. The only outfit I could get behind was the one with the um, the audio. Oh waves yeah, on it that lit up. Uh-huh. I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, that yeah. that at least has some style. If it wasn't lighting up and that was just the like the the actual outfit. Yeah, yeah. I think the one that I would probably like the most would be the Tommy Timberlake one, <laughs> except for <laughs> minus the fedora. <laughs> I have that written It just down. looked like the most natural, I feel, mm. like if you're going out. Mm-hmm. The deleted scenes explain that there's a party at the Snake Hole Lounge, and that's why Justin is super early for his date with Leslie, because Tom wants Justin's opinions on what to wear to the Snake Hole Lounge party. Okay. Um, and Tom is like, Jay's going to look make sure I look toit. And I was like, oh my God, so toit. dumb. Oh. Toit. Um, and then Leslie like turns to Justin after he says that and is like, what does that mean? <laughs> so, uh, I think it was more of an alternate scene, like not deleted because there's like a fashion montage thing mm-hmm. that they do similar to what Leslie does with Anne. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, oh my God, it's so funny. And then the whole thing, like, this, I don't, I, I don't think this was deleted where he comes out looking like Michael Jackson and he says sequins. Yeah. Sequins. And Justin says, try it without uh, the gloves. Yep. Sequins <laughs> minus the gloves. Yeah. Right. 
<laughs> yes. Good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then the canes. Oh my god. That's when no, we do not need accessories like canes. No, no, no. Not like that. No. And he and Leslie's look to camera. That's like when she loses it. She's like, "Are you freaking kidding me with this?" Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, what's funny is that this reminded me like, um, so I would go to the cigar store with my dad when I was younger and I still go um, for my own sake. But like, I I don't know that I've seen any recently, but like tobacco stores definitely used to sell those types of canes. Like, I don't know if they were trying to sell a certain lifestyle or <laughs> whatever, but they used to have like the wooden canes with like an eagle on top or whatever the fuck. And I was like, oh my God, this is trying to sell maybe you know a brand if you will Mm -hmm. no yeah if you like look at like 19 early 1900s like uh cigar clubs right Mm -hmm. i picture people in like those fancy robes and oh yeah totally having their cane and their smoke yeah which makes which tracks yeah because tom wants to be in the cigar club oh yeah that's right and then he uses leslie's uh office yeah yeah yeah, that's true. I, and then he like finally smokes it. I didn't realize he had never smoked a cigar, and he's like, "I do not like this." <laughs> yeah, maybe try but that. But then out Donna first. jumps in too, and she says, "I like, like it. it about the white leather suit." Yeah. Oh my god, I love that. And I felt like that to me is like the birth of, or like the foreshadowing of Tom and Donna, like binding together through all that yeah. fashion stuff and everything. Yeah, so. I really feel like she came out in this episode way more than we've seen her in previous times, too, mm-hmm. which is really sweet. Yeah. Still a freaking guest star, though. I know. Not Crazy. about it. Yeah. Crazy. They probably are like, well, I don't know. I was going to say maybe they're like experimenting with her a little bit. Mm. But now that I think about it, I'm not really sure if they're experimenting or if they're just doing what they're doing until they do end up giving her some lines. And they're like, oh, we should write more things for her. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Maybe that's a form of experimenting. I don't know. Yeah. Which is interesting because, I mean, I don't know. I would have to go back and actually look because I can't go based on memory. But like any, everybody in the office, I don't think they had guest stars like in the second season i think it was pretty much like everybody was a cast member oh yeah mm-hmm. you know i'd have to go back and check that but i don't know i mean because they've made jerry you and- mean like everybody else besides donna and jerry like were not guest stars yeah but i'm talking about like the office like i don't think they listed people like meredith oh oh, and- oh the office the show i'm yeah, so yeah. sorry i thought you meant the office in parks and rec no okay, no no got yeah it, got it, got it. no because i'm trying to like compare them like did they do the same thing at the on the office and they learned like maybe there's right. people they want to take out so that's why they they did it that way yeah i think by season two they were pretty much done like um that like infamous boat episode was when mm-hmm. angela found out she was going to be like a full-time cast member and that was in season two right yeah, yeah so. that was booze cruise so, yeah yeah, I don't know. Apples and oranges, I suppose. Yeah, but I'm glad but. they st- I'm glad they keep them till the end. You know, me too. I'm glad me they too, figured too, it out. Uh, <laughs> I know what a tragic uh, loss that would be if we didn't have John and Jerry together. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I know it's ridiculous. Ugh. Well, so now they're at this meeting convention thing, and C- uh, Sweetums is going to take over the concession stands at the park building, which a lot of people. Um, are really excited about um, because it's this new relationship between Sweetums and the parks. And it's our first mention of Sweetums, which I did not realize um, until I was like really doing the research. And I was like, wait, we haven't really talked about them. I mean, we've talked uh, briefly, but not really. Um, And so, yeah, we already geeked out over that. Um, But something I think is important to mention um, in the deleted scenes um, explains kind of why this was such a big deal because I didn't see it this way. Like, I totally thought 
got so the concession snack stands and everything at the parks used to be run by fully by the parks department. Mm-hmm. And now Sweetums is not only selling their stuff like the Nutriums and all their stuff, but they're actually taking over all of the concessions. Like they'll be running the whole thing and they're essentially kind of like buying them out almost. Right. Not really like buying, but you know what I mean? Like they are going to have their um you know, logo up on all the concession stands and all that stuff. And I don't know. I just like when I was watching this, I totally thought that they were just going to be selling their stuff at the parks uh, concessions. I didn't think that they were actually running the whole shebang. Um, But that's why it's so important, I feel, because it's like they're not only um, selling their stuff, but they're really creating this partnership, which makes like the whole corporate versus public thing mm-hmm. uh, more of a big deal, um, which I thought like versus the small government, local government situation. So I didn't really understand that until a deleted scene explained that a little bit more. Yeah, no, I kind of envisioned it that way. They were taking over all the concession stands. The only thing yeah. I would say is like, my question was, do they have enough product to like, to do that? Yeah, I think they do. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even think that it needs to, like concession stands cuz I don't think that there even needs to be like um hot dogs and hamburgers and stuff in concession mm. stands. It can just be all like the candy bullshit, but they have enough money that if they wanted to do hot dogs and stuff like that, they could 100% just go ahead and get a hot dog machine. <laughs> you know? That's so true. So you're Right, you're right. So I just feel like they're like whatever, we have all the money and we just want to like run everything for a little bit. So, which at first is great, and then we learn that it's just not as great as it might seem. Yeah. I want to know what this event is. I'm very confused. Like, did they just throw this whole soiree to, like, convince people? Or what? Because Leslie's taking thought, stuff at the end, so it's like, it's a Sweetums run thing. Right, totally. I took it to be more uh, like a like a Sweetums convention, um, like they're celebrating, like a celebration mm-hmm. moment between parks people, or, or government people, really, and Sweetums. And okay. I also think it's a um, like a rollout for Nutriums. That's kind of what I was thinking because it's like new. So it's almost like when yeah. Apple or whatever releases a new product, they're like, here's this huge party. Like, we're going <laughs> to talk about it and have like food and all this buffet and whatever the hell. Which, by the way, they have an open bar like in the middle of the day at a Sweetums event. That is hilarious to me. Is it the middle of the day, though? Because when they're leaving, it's dark outside. Yeah, I was thinking it started like earlier because they go back and forth between that and the office. But maybe you're right. Maybe it started after. I don't know. No, I will tell you right now, I'm very confused by the timeline of this episode. Yeah. um, With that in mind, but also with the fact that during, while the public forum is going on, they're moving Mm -hmm. Tom out. So did Ann and Leslie and Ron work on a weekend? I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, they could be... um, I was thinking that the public forum might have been on a Friday. Like, could be. It, the public forum was on a Friday and then Tom was moving out by Friday and that's why, like, it sucked because he's going to have to spend the whole weekend at the office um, yeah. because he can't move into his new place. Yeah. Yeah. I that's mean, what I took it as. Yeah, it's just interesting because I don't, I mean, maybe I don't know how governments work, but, like, people left their job halfway through a Friday to help Tom move. Yeah, well, you that's know? the thing, like, with parks, though. The parks department is always leaving the office early, like, when Leslie goes to Ann's house to do her stuff, That's too, true. You know? That's fair. Like, yeah. I just feel like they, it's not, like, a, 
an eight like they have to be there eight thirty to five like a normal job. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Or at least like for this instance anyways. But right. yeah, I think they would like leave early or maybe they left like an hour early or something like that. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. No, I can I see know. that. So this is how I'll rationalize it in my brain for the Sweetums thing to start. Mm-hmm. So let's say the event started at three. So it makes sense yeah. for everybody else to be at the office. And when Leslie and Ron are leaving, it's dark because it's January, maybe early February because the next episode is Valentine's Day. So yeah. we know that it gets dark earlier. I'm done. <laughs> I will no, not dwell yeah, on that's it. What I would, <laughs> no, I was definitely trying to think about that too. I thought it was in the middle of the day, like the way that it was like mm-hmm. bright outside, but it could have started like right after work or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or maybe it was, maybe the convention was over the weekend. Maybe the convention itself was on like a Saturday or something. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. But if you have any thoughts, everyone else listening, (laughs) let us know. It's, it's not important, but it very is interesting to see like all the stuff that they interspersed in it. So Mm -hmm. Alan Yang, hello. (laughs) Shed some answers, please. (laughs) Um, but the fellow who's leading this meeting for Sweetums is named Don McManus in real life. He's been in a bunch of things, including mm-hmm. Justified, a show called Sorry for Your Loss, which I've never seen before, but it has Elizabeth Olsen from WandaVision nice. in it. I like her. Um, the TV show Mom, uh, which was on for a while, and the movie Vice. Those are just stuff that I recognized um, slash like looked big. But he's also done a bunch of voice acting as well, which he was nominated for an award. Um, but I actually, I knew that I recognized him from somewhere. And this is going to sound so dumb because he it's he's literally in it for like two seconds. He's in uh, the movie Under the Tuscan Sun. Oh. <laughs> and it's my mom's favorite movie ever. And like it's our dream one day to go to a villa in Tuscany, which will happen eventually. Totally. My sister and I are like serious about planning it um, to take her to like some Tuscan villa and have her live out this dream. Um, but... That movie, and it's not a spoiler, like, the reason why she goes to Tuscany is because she gets divorced from her husband because he's cheating on her. And this guy who runs the Sweetums uh, meeting is the one that, like, kind of passive-aggressively says something to her about it at one of her book signings because she's an author in the book or in the movie. And uh, I was like, oh, my God, that's why. I think that's why I recognize him because he Mm. literally has, like, one or two lines and he's gone within seconds. But I was like, I remember him. <laughs> so. That's awesome. But anyway, so yeah, I don't know what else he's been in. Because he was in, you said he was in Mom, which is Anna Faris's mm-hmm. show, which is Chris Pratt's ex-wife. But they were mm-hmm. married at the time. Mm-hmm. The show, yeah. So interesting yep. crossover. Also, um, I don't know. Like, this is going to be controversy a little bit, mm-hmm. but I've been following Chris Pratt on Instagram, and I'm just like not down with his vibes as a person anymore. Mm. Well, I mean, they say it. They say fame changes a person. I don't know, dude. And like, which is weird because he does all these like charitable things. But Mm. like, and I understand. So like, if you follow pop culture at all, like he was kind of blasted like a couple weeks ago or maybe a month ago or something because he like wrote about his new wife and he was like very, I don't know. It just came off kind of arrogant. Like get you someone who looks at you like this. And like, if she doesn't get a present for Christmas, it's like. I'm her present almost kind of like and even if I don't do this she still does this and all this stuff and I'm just like and he like claims to be all Christian now I don't know I'm just I'm totally ranting and I would still love to talk to him or whatever Mm -hmm. and I still really appreciate his talent and his like you know character here but like in real life sometimes I'm like when I follow him on Instagram I'm just like I don't know this is weird I'm not vibing with it as much as I thought I would (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah that's interesting but whatever I choose to live in um 
Andy Chris Prattland. Yes. So yes. I don't really Agreed. follow a lot of. I liked him a lot in Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy, but I don't yeah, really I live. Yeah, I do too. He's a, great in Jurassic World and stuff too. Whatever. Yeah. But yeah, Andy Chris Pratt is my probably favorite yeah, yeah. character he's that's, ever done. So it's fine. That's where I live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. But say so, um, Leslie is talking with this lollipop in her mouth, which is hilarious because she's like she has this talking head, um, <laughs> and she's like. I don't know. It's just really funny. She's like, Sweetums is an institution. Um, and then this guy, the Sweetums guy, is saying that he cares about the health of the customers. And I was like, yeah, right. But I am cracking up at this commercial oh, it's so for good. Natrium. And it some other is- stuff. <laughs> Oh, my God. And some other stuff. This guy is, like, smelling apples. He's washing his face in the river with this, like, beautiful acoustic soothing guitar in the background. And then he's, like, pimping out the dog. Shoelace, which, by the way, is a phenomenal dog name. Mm -hmm. I love that name so much. But the ingredients are corn, sunshine, and some other stuff. Sunshine. A drop of sunshine. That could be a favorite line. Um, Mm. of mine if I were to choose but um, I have one later on but anyways this is such a funny way to talk about like in real life what goes into our food I think it's hilarious yeah no it's great I love it and I love that um like Leslie makes a comment they all look so healthy in their vests I'm like I know they're all vests like (laughs) since when is that Okay. I guess it like signifies being outdoorsy and camping, at least yeah. to me. And so they're just being very uh, natural and being out in nature is mm-hmm. healthy. It's so funny. Oh my gosh. But all that combined. Ugh. But uh, Nick Newport Jr. is played by a guy named Gary Weeks, who is a hidden gem, I didn't realize. Um, mm. He plays Luke in Outer Banks, if anyone watches that, which I haven't yet. I know I really like it. But uh, Charles Esten is the lead in that. Oh, cool. Um, which is a nice crossover. Um, but he played, he also, and I say crossover because a couple things. Number one, um, Nick Newport Jr. also was in one episode of Nashville, the TV show, which Charles Essen was also um, the lead in. Mm-hmm. And I love that show. If anyone hasn't watched that show, you 100% should. But I think the most funny and interesting thing is that he played one of the cops in Dinner Party of The Office. You what? can't recognize him. He's not the one with like the mustache, like, and uh, mm-hmm. like the one on the like the main one that I remember. I was like, what? Like, no way. So he's not that one. But I went back and I watched Dinner Party, or like fast forwarded to his area, and I was like, oh my god, that's Nick Newport Jr. That's so he's cool. the one that says, um, he well, first of all, he looks so different when he's like clean shaven because I think he has a bit of a stubble as Nick Newport Jr. Mm-hmm. Or no, no, no. No, he has a bit of a stubble it's now, currently, way. in Outer yeah. Banks. Okay. Um, but anyway, he's like super rugged and handsome, FYI, if anyone wants to look at his IMDb page. I'll <laughs> but <laughs> but um, he's also in the upcoming Spider-Man Homecoming movie, just I also see that a fun so bad. fact. Um, but anyways, no, so I went back and watched uh, The Office Dinner Party, and he's the one that says, like, you know, you don't have to press charges, you could just be quiet. <laughs> yeah. <know? laughs> and I was like, oh my God. It's so crazy. You guys should definitely go back. Or maybe I'll... No, I probably won't have time to post a picture of it. But just FYI, keep that in mind when you watch Dinner Party next. Yes, that's wonderful. And fun fact, he was um, born in a U.S. Air Force base in Germany. So that's fun. Oh, cool. That's awesome. So technically but, um, U.S. Yeah. soil. Yeah. Um, I have this comment that uh, Ron references Chuck E. Cheese again. Oh, um, yes. I noticed that too. Yeah. So he's like, you know... The parks should be run by a token system, so you can like feed a duck when you use a token. 
use yes. a token and take a walk. Um, so th- I don't. I want to know how much time Ron spends at Chuck E. Cheese when he's not at, at work. <laughs> Why does he like it so much? I don't know. I really don't. It's very it's interesting because so you'd think he'd be like, "This is dumb." There's they, there's like animated things that Rats. walk around. A dude, a dude walking around in a mouse costume. Yeah, but um, the other thing I was—I just s- think it's the sheer amount of money that they make from that corporation. So he really That's respects fair. that. That's fair. <laughs> um, also, I just have to say the Sweetums logo is creepy as fuck. Like the little girl. Yes. Yeah, it looks it's like, like she a would little baby up. Wendy's, except for blonde. Yeah, but she also looks like she could wake up in the middle of the night and murder you. <laughs> like a Chucky yeah, moment. <laughs> I get a very Chucky vibe from her. Yeah. So that's hilarious. Oh my God. Yeah. So I don't know. It's interesting. And just a reminder because we looked this up earlier, like in, in our podcast, but mm-hmm. Sweetums, when, I, when you Google it, a Muppet comes up. So, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Just in case people forgot about that. Which is nuts, because I wonder if Alan Yang knew that. Probably not. I mean, maybe he did. I don't know. I don't know. That'd be a good question for him. Yep. We'll so. ask him. God willing. But th- I thought that was funny. I mean, because like, now the-, the more that I watch it, which we all know, but the more that I watch Parks, the more like analytical I'm being. Mm. And that line of Ron is fucking terrifying. Like in real life, if that was like an actual thought process that someone acted upon or the government acted upon, I was like... You're going to charge me to go take a walk? Mm-hmm. Government? What? <laughs> so, I mean, I, which I know that's why it's funny, but I was like, yeah. it's oh dystopian for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, these kids, uh, Denver and Dakota, um, I think that those are actually really wonderful names. I really appreciate them. Um, Denver is played by Ryan Hartwig, which, by the way, I t- totally like. This isn't important at all, but I was like, Denver and Dakota could totally be like gender swapped. Like Denver could have been mm-hmm. the uh, girl and Dakota could have been the guy too. Cause I know Dakota uh, man names as well. So, but anyways, um, Denver's played by Ryan Hartwig. Harley Graham is Dakota. Uh, and those are their real life names. And they both seem to have a lot of action slash like horror movies on IMDb. Hmm. So I think that's really fascinating. Um, but they're still acting. Haley was in an episode, which she plays Dakota, of The Morning Show, which is um, that Apple TV show with Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. Um, she was also in Grey's Anatomy. And she also has a Disney Wikipedia. Um, so she was on a Disney show, which I can't remember which one it was now that I'm thinking about it. But she's definitely still acting. Um, cool. I wanted so badly to find like the handler for Shoelace. <laughs> Oh my god! I couldn't find it, nor did I like dig as deep as I probably could have. But if I find the handler for the pigeons, I'm sure they would lead me to shoelace or vice versa. Like something mm-hmm. has to happen. But anyways, um, we love shoelace. He was yes. great. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> but yeah, Leslie's now dipping her lollipop into her cocktail. Um and Ron has scotch. And there's this deleted scene. So I think it's really interesting, or at least it was to me, where like she says what she's drinking. Because when I was mm-hmm. looking at it, I was like, it must just be like something sugary and pink. Um, it could have been a Cosmo even. But she, there's a deleted scene where Leslie says it's a virgin bubblegum martini. And Ron's like, so just bubblegum syrup? <laughs> Since it's virgin? And then she asks Ron, like, what flavor is yours? And he says it's scotch. And she's like, butterscotch? <laughs> Oh, Leslie, honey. 
<laughs> I think that's so funny. That's great. But there are so many deleted scenes here. Like there's a whole candy buffet, like huge bowls of things both wrapped and unwrapped. Mm-hmm. And there's like she's scooping like she has this little tiny plate and she's scooping a bunch of lollipops and Skittle looking things in her plate. And then she thinks it reminds her of Willy Wonka. Like she thinks Sweetums reminds her of Willy Wonka. Fair. And Ron says he wasn't super into it because the main character seemed like a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I've never seen it. The main character seems like a pedophile. That's pretty great. It is pretty great. Oh, oh, I love it. That's amazing. I love how she just like Ron, like, like this is like not a deleted scene, but when, when Ron walks up to her, she's just stuffed, like keeps taking stuff and putting it in her bag. And I'm like, I am Leslie in this moment. Like if I Absolutely. was at a place where there was free candy everywhere, you better believe I would have two full bags full of candy. Oh my God. So true. So, so true. And it seems like, I mean... Look, maybe I don't know Sweetums uh, all the info, but from what I can ascertain from this episode, it does seem like they are more of like a Skittles type candy. Mm-hmm. Like I don't see a ton of chocolate yeah, at this yeah. party. Right? No, you you're know, I see a lot right. of lollipops, Skittle type looking things, hard candies, if you mm-hmm. will. Yeah. So, which who makes Skittles? I'd like to have clarification on that. What'd you say? Who makes Skittles? Is that just its own company? I don't know. Let's look that up. Is it Nestle? Skittles. Mm. I'm just trying to think. It. Yeah. it looks like it's, it's its own thing. Oh, by the Wrigley Company and Division of Mars, which is like oh, Mars okay. bars? Yeah. Because right? that was my question was like, because Mars, when I think of Mars, I think of Snickers, uh, Milky mm-hmm. Way, and those are all chocolates. But yeah. Wrigley was a gum company. Oh, So that's I'm right. wondering that's if right. they merged and the Wrigley stuff took up on the sugar and then Mars just parents yes. everybody, but is like the chocolate. This is a stupid question, but is that why Wrigley Field is called that? Mm-hmm. It was started okay. by the Wrigley family. Yeah. Got it. Or I guess funded. The more you know. The more you know. <laughs> this is true. But yeah. So uh, well, I'm back at the office now, if you are. I am. And I love this line from Mark. I fucking hate having a pickup truck. I know it. I, I would so too. If this him. is all you've been asked to do with it. Ugh. I know. Well, it's like, you know, how much? I mean, I. Tom and Mark have had interactions before. It's not like all of a sudden out of the blue, Tom's going to talk to Mark, right? But like, mm-hmm. do they have that kind of relationship where Mark wants to take his Saturday to move him out? No. no. Like, not to, no, not like the way that he asks him or like even a coworker. I feel like that's like sacred ground, not sacred. That was the wrong word, like weird ground. You know what I mean? To ask yeah. this huge favor. Yeah. But, no, uh, I would not ask really any of my coworkers random. that question. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't think so. But also, like, Tom has no boundaries slash, true. like, true care for other people's, like, you know, ideas or what they have to go through to help him. So <laughs> that's also a thing. <laughs> but this is really random also. So back in the office, um, when we're there, Tom opens his windows. Um, mm-hmm. Like, he's in his office and he pops his um those windows out like it looks like the wall like where jerry is sitting because mark is talking to jerry at the time and i don't know have we seen those windows move before i don't think we've seen them move yeah i don't think so either Uh so i was like oh that's interesting that they do that number one but number two this is also just like a a tidbit of when i was watching it i had to rewind it for whatever reason i think i was trying to um, look at the scene before or something, but I had mm-hmm. to like rewind it three times and I kept getting stuck on when Tom goes, Brandanowitz. <laughs> and I had that stuck in my head for a while. Oh, wow. Like it's not even anything about it. No, but- I, I like his last name a lot. They play with it a lot, like with that. And then one of my favorite lines is when um, Andy is giving 
piggyback rides. And, uh-huh. he, and he's running and he goes, Mark Brendanowitz. And, like, and he goes, <laughs> So yep. they have and fun Brandana with his name. Quits. <laughs> oh my gosh. So. But yeah, poor little Mark. And this one, he's such an Eeyore, I wrote. Mm, like, mm-hmm. I, he's such an Eeyore in this episode where, he, especially his line of, like, really nice of you to compliment my pickup truck with no ulterior motive. Yeah. And then he, because, like, he just, first Tom compliments him and says, That's right, a nice right. one. And he, but he's always asked to move things, which really sucks. Mm-hmm. And then sweet little Andy does not even have to be manipulated into doing labor. He's just like, I'm really no. good at moving. Can I help you? <laughs> I know. He's so cute. And then, oh, first of all, I was like, is he sh- shining? Because he has his shining equipment in his hands. But like, I know, April I has that. flats on. Yeah. I was like, is she, he's shining her flats? I'm so confused. But, yeah. I don't know. He could be, but doubtful. Yeah. But I love this line, too. Like, this is one of the ones I also quoted on my in my notes, like, where he at and and or april i'm getting all the a names mixed up i know uh april came come in and she's i'll help too and he's like really that's weird because like 10 minutes ago when i asked you you'd say you said you'd rather watch your grandparents have sex or their sex (laughs) tape or whatever and this line when andy looks at her and goes i think it's really sweet that your grandparents still make love (laughs) i know (laughs) it's so great (laughs) <laughs> oh my god i know that is so hilarious he yeah. just sweet little innocence which takes us but i mean we'll talk or oh, no, wait yeah we haven't gotten there quite yet but it like this i love donna's line um of like what did she say you're, you're sweet, sweet but you're, but you're simple, simple. Yep. yeah i have that one quoted just, too i think that is the telltale it's slash the like mojo of him yeah <laughs> sweet but you're simple mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, there is a deleted scene also here. So back at the Sweetums convention thing, Leslie is taking full advantage of these goodies like we talked about. Her bags are filled so high. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently um, she asks, so like, what's his name? Uh, the guy comes up to her and the Sweetums guy comes up to her and says, um, like, I'm really glad that we're doing this, uh, you know, partnership with the parks department and everything and she's like um can i take some of the product home just strictly for research purposes like just for research i just need to make sure that i know exactly what's like gonna be sold at the parks and he was like would you like some free samples and she was like free samples free samples free samples and she does this whole like jumping up and down thing and that's what those bags truly are like they're um yes they are stuff like that the the sweetums people are offering but they're mostly free samples like directly from him so that's i think amazing. that's really he, he probably got like m- or she probably got more stuff than what was put out at the bar at least that's what i am telling myself that's fair that's cool so i like it yeah i like it and then ron has had like 800 whiskeys because apparently there is an open bar at this event <laughs> i know weird it's like a work for a candy company exactly and this alcohol chart i looked it up it, it does exist this alcohol mm-hmm. chart. I don't know why she asks for his height, though, because all of them that I found, none of them ask for height. It's all weight-based. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. Um, so, and she doesn't really ask, right? She's like, you're 6'1", or 5'11", or whatever she says, and then she's like, yeah. and you weigh 160 pounds, and so, um, but it's like, one more, he would have been legally intoxicated if he had one, had one more. Okay drink yeah she's yeah it's like six one two ten or something and then he two ten pounds and then he's like nodding along he's like yep okay that sounds about right whatever mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but it's interesting it's like a color-coded chart of like if you've had this many like you're still good this mm-hmm. one like you're um like you're you're 
going to be inebriated. You're going to be impacted by the alcohol you've had, but you're not like at 0.08. But then right. like the next one, you would Okay. Be. So And is he, um, is it, you said it's just by weight? It's not by height? No, it's, yeah, it's just weight. It goes weight and then how many drinks you've had. Which, this is my other thing. Liquor and beer hit different. Mm-hmm. So, but there was no indication of what you had drank. It was just how many drinks have you had. Did it have a year on there or anything of like how when this last was updated? That's a great question. Let me look. I have it still in my search history because I don't use my internet on my phone very often. Yeah. I just wonder also because there's like a bunch of different factors too where like what if you've eaten something? Like if you've eaten a big sandwich and you've had two or three beers. Right. Or like eaten might nothing. be okay. Right. Yeah. But like also, I mean, the point is if you feel like you are tipsy or have any sort of like impairment, then you know. But I guess this is more of a scientific like, you know, mathematical equation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it also distinguishes between male and female, which I didn't know before. But it there's no like year. Muscle mass or something. Yeah. This, I mean, this one's from the California DMV. Mm. This one's from Business Insider. It looks almost exact. They look almost exactly the same. Yeah. Um, That's, I think it's funny that she's just carrying this around with her. She just has it at all times. <laughs> it's, it's so Leslie, though, like to be careful like that, you know? Like, and then it has blackjack tips on the back. <laughs> uh, yeah, which I love. Which she's so confused at the end when she's reading it on his car. Oh, my God. Can I say when she's sitting on top of his car blocking him from leaving and she was reading those things, I could not understand a word of what she was saying. I was like, I don't understand anything you're talking about about blackjack. This makes no sense. All those like lingo and verbiage that is describing poker and stuff. I was like, nope, I don't know what that means. Well, because this is what I've learned. Like, I haven't played a lot of blackjack in Vegas, but I I played once Mm -hmm. and I told them like it's my first time playing at a real table. But I think there's more rules. Like there can be bigger ways. Like if you get to an actual like one of those really classy lounges, mm-hmm. I think it's more complex than oh, just yeah. the 21 situation. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I bet it is. I mm. mean, I would. it seems like very strategic mm-hmm. of a game. So, yeah. I mean, most uh, gambling card games are, but. Um, I like the easy version. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Okay, I busted. Next. <laughs> but yeah, so Ron is saying Swansons have a high tolerance and that his dad used to put wild turkey on his cornflakes, which is amazing and wild mm-hmm. um, and explains a lot of why um, Ron is the way that he is. <laughs> so I thought that was really funny. Um, and then we're at the next morning, which are you um, at the next morning? Yeah, I am. My next note okay. is that like Ron's... He feels so vindicated, right? He's like, mm-hmm. look, I can do this. I went and drank more, and I built this harp, which sounds more like an omnichord, if anybody knows Ooh, the difference. Ooh, okay. So okay. I don't know what type of Come strings through. he used on it. But the um, like, he feels so vindicated, and Leslie regrets nothing. <laughs> I know. Like, so well, nice. She, like, it goes right over her head. I don't even know if she's trying to like understand the point he's making. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, it'd be one thing if she was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, but I'm still glad I did it. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't get, maybe that is the vibe that she was going for. But to me, it just seemed like she was like, yeah, that's really sweet. That's nice that nice you did that. Nice job for Cute. you. Good job. <laughs> but um, 
I did I did take a deep dive on this. So okay. he says that he drank six more whiskeys and then he went home and did this. He took a picture of himself with the newspaper dated for last night so that he can prove that it was last night. Um, also, um, funny thing, Leslie says she watched a documentary last night mm-hmm. um, when Ron says, like, how was your night? There is a deleted scene. Do you want to know what the documentary was about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she watched a documentary about uh, chipmunks and it's called Chipmunks, Nature's Squirrels. What? And I was like, aren't, aren't squirrels, squirrels nature nature's squirrels? squirrels? <laughs> <laughs> I like that we had the same thought. I was thought. like, what? Um, but anyway, so that's the first thing. And the second thing is um, they made an alternate Ron moment where he makes three wooden recorders instead of the harp. Mm. Um, and there are pictures of that as well. Uh, and he names like more machinery that he used. And she's like, those are beautiful, Ron. Thanks so much for making one for me. Because he <laughs> brings three and she just takes one. Um, and both were good. But I think the harp was definitely bigger and seemed more complex. So it probably like proved the point even more. Right. Um, but then this other deleted scene like right after that says he's never been this annoyed with Leslie before and he breaks his recorder um he's like oh my gosh I need something to calm me down he tries to play the recorder and then he ends up snapping it he's like okay I feel a little better (laughs) but but, um which I think was I think that was really interesting uh I like the recorder idea as well it was like Mm -hmm. these beautiful you know um well-crafted recorders but the deep dive that i did was on the uh machinery that he used mm-hmm. because i have never heard of those things before and if you are a woods workman woods workman you know what i'm talking about if you are a woodsman <laughs> if you are like ron you probably know these but um i looked up bandsaw spoke shave oscillating spindle sander those are the three things that mm-hmm. he says he used to make these uh to make this harp. Um, a bandsaw is used mostly for cutting moldings and really irregular shapes, which makes sense because the harp is such a strange shape, mm-hmm. I feel. Um, but it's a spinning blade. So it's like one of those ones that you'd find in a, in a big wood shop, um, kind of like desktop thing. And then a spoke shave is a smaller tool that kind of looks like a plier. Like it's, a, you know, more small and like handheld kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um and it's used to smooth woods, apparently, which is interesting. It's kind of like a sander, but not quite. And um, the internet gave a couple different like um, things that you would use a spoke shave on. And it says arrows, bows, and paddles, which are all things Ron would make. Yeah. Like every Very single true. one of those. So all of that tracks. Um, and then an oscillating spindle sander, which is um, a sander. Obviously, it's in the word, but it's a big machine that smooths out the wood. So I think that you start with the spoke shape and then you go to the oscillating um, spindle sander. And that's more of like a huge standing thing. Um, I think it can be on a table, but it's more of like a heavy machinery situation. Um And I mean, I understand it's basically just proving that Ron operated seriously heavy machinery, which is equivalent to operating a car. Right. Um, But I just thought that was really interesting to look up all of those different tools. And also, I want to know where that harp came from. Who made that? And where did they get it? Was it just in the props department? I need to know. Yeah, that'd be interesting to know. I wonder if they just went and bought one or rented one. Yeah, because it looks beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. Maybe some, he made it. Maybe maybe he really did make it. At he some does point actually do a lot of woodwork. So yeah, he could have. They could have been like, "Hey man, we need a we need a harp for the next episode. You got time to make one?" He's like, <laughs> "Yeah, seriously." Or maybe he like had a random one in his wood shop already. I don't know. But yeah, uh, yeah. 
It just goes right over Leslie's head, though, when she's like, I feel like I'm in a spa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think my, my big thing here is like, I understand, Ron, I get where you're coming from. But at the same time, when you were operating that machinery, you weren't putting other lives in danger. Mm. You know, and when you're driving a car and you make that choice, you're not only thinking about what could happen to you, like you could run into other people, other families and stuff like that. That's a great point. That is a great point. That's true. Don't so, drive drunk, you guys. Don't do it. Just get an Uber. Just get a Lyft. Come on. And yeah. if you're in a smaller town, then don't go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If we or did. wait, just sit there for like four hours or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyways. have a DD. Mm-hmm. That's true, too. There's lots of options, you guys. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. Um, but so Leslie hears that Tom's moving out and says that, you know, asks Tom, like, have you told Wendy how you feel yet? You should tell her. And he's like, no, whatever. Now's not um, the time. And she's like, hey, yeah, like now is yeah, the she, he's time like, um, oh, I'm waiting till the right time. And she's like, now, now is the time. Yeah. And it's true. But yeah, he just doesn't know how to do it yet. Slash, he doesn't like. I don't think he's confident enough yet either. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's just not feeling it. Um, yeah. Well, and it's a big and then step. This is, like if you're oh, friends sorry, with somebody, you, you know, what? If, if you're friends with someone, which they've been mm-hmm. friends all this time, I think it makes it harder because, yeah, because you, and I mean, I'm speaking from like my experience with Ivan, like the, the courage it takes to step up and say that because mm-hmm. you're like, if it goes downhill, I'm lo- also losing my friend. Mm-hmm. Like, I can yeah. understand where he's like, I don't want to touch this yet. See, now this is where I have questions because to me, they don't seem like friends. Mm. And they seem like acquaintances and roommates. And that's yeah. it. Okay. Because every that. interaction that I've had or I've seen with, as if I'm part of their lives, <laughs> every interaction that I have seen with Tom and Wendy, I'm always like, they're like you don't act like your friends you act like you have a business arrangement and then you occasionally make jokes and maybe watch a movie here and there but like you don't you don't have like a friendship where you're like honest or like hanging out Mm. all the time like i don't know it just seems so awkward and wendy is clearly in it for this like agreement and it doesn't seem like she's bffs it'd be one thing if they were like super close and like oh my gosh she's my best friend but they don't even act like that no yeah you're right you're very right. So I don't know. I really struggle with that. But I, I still see and agree with you about like it has been two full years, which mm-hmm. is wild. So like to cross that line when like you both knew that this was a, you know, a purely green card marriage is very that takes a lot of guts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. for sure. But I'm still with Leslie. I'm like, if you're going to say something like probably do yeah. it before you move out a hundred percent no a hundred percent because at this point like if you move out or like once this is final you're probably not going to see each other again truthfully because like she's a busy surgeon and like you know i don't see them planning to hang out again their goals aren't the same Mm -hmm. it never would have worked anyway because their goals are very different true very true so um but anyway yeah so uh this is when the sleazy tom moment starts where we want to punch him a little bit because mm-hmm. Mark asks, like, have you got dollies or, like, supplies to actually move? And Tom is like, uh, I thought the mover supplied those. Oh, and bring some coffee. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm going to hunt you down mm. and punch you in the head. Yeah. No, <laughs> if I'm- I ever said that to one of my coworkers, I just, I don't know how I would ever live with myself or how they would ever forgive me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, and as somebody who's, like, moved 500 million times in their life, like, it's not an 
easy feat. Like Mm -mm. it takes hours and especially with all his bullshit he's got in his house. Well, and (laughs) like, I mean, we can touch on this in a little bit, but like you, if people are coming to help you move, you're, you're prepared. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He just has no later. But, oh, there's this one thing I wanted to say, because when Leslie's walking away from Ron, when they first get back to the office the next morning, you see the um, the little temperature thing for the money, for the park. Oh, it's, yeah. Uh-huh. It keeps moving up. Oh, and, wow. Good catch. And I'm like, I'm really intrigued by how are they making that money? Like, are they having people come in and donate? Are they doing fundraisers? Because I feel like if they're doing fundraisers, they would make an episode about one of yeah. them or something. So I, I would be very intrigued as to how over all this time they're they're saving the money for it. Interesting. Yeah, good catch. Maybe it's like donations could be coming in. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure they've got like a donate button or like maybe they've got something like within the parks that have signs or something. But yeah, that's yeah. a, yeah, solid. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. That's great that it's moving up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but then now we are at where Leslie is sharing these Nutri-Yums with everyone in the office. They're in the conference room. Um, and a part of me wonders if this is a bit of a uh, spoof on Nutri-Grain bars. Because oh. Nutri-Yum, Nutri-Grain. Yeah, maybe. And I mean, Nutri-Grains are not nearly as unhealthy as what sounds like is in Nutri-Yums. But, yeah. and maybe it's just, it perhaps could just be like they got the idea of nutrition, like the first part of that word being for Nutri-Yums. But mm-hmm. I just thought that was interesting. And then Jerry gets like super sassy. I've never seen Jerry the sassy before when he's, when she's like, it's, or, uh, April says that it's like really good. And she's, he's like, it's more than amazing. It's terrific. And she's like, Amazing isn't more than terrific or whatever. Terrific yeah. isn't more than amazing. And I'm like, oh, my God, Jerry gets serious when his food is, uh, you know, threatened. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. And then Donna says they make candy fingernails. I want those. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> what are they made of? Because I want them. <laughs> I'm sure it's kind of like a candy necklace. Oh, maybe. Like maybe maybe, maybe they're like um, gummies and they like stick on maybe. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is so hilarious. I want them. Interesting. And then Andy says that crackle bars are like, oh, go ahead. What? I was just going to say you could say stay fed all day. Like you just put fingernails on in the morning when you get snacky. Yep. 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 I know. I would wonder how they're like glued on. That'd be gross. Maybe it's like, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Somebody needs to invent them or look and see if they're real. (laughs) Yeah. Um, or maybe they're like, oh, ooh, you know what I'm imagining? I'm imagining like the, uh, oh my God, what are those chips that you like stick Funyuns. on your finger? What's up? Which one? Funyuns. Is that Funyuns. Or no. Pringles? No. no. Shit. Pre- I thought Be- it was the bang- Bugle. Mm. Oh, yes. It's something like that. Oh, Hold God. Hold on. Ah! <laughs> I got this. Br- it's funyuns are the like onion onion shaped you're rings. Right, you're right. And yeah. um You might be right though. <laughs> oh, oh don't don't Google. Bugles, fin- you're right. It's bugles. Oh, okay. Don't Google fingernail chips. Ew, is that a thing? Somebody made a lays bag. Ew! A lays bag that has fingernails like on the picture. <sighs> That's gross. No. Bit. Oh my god, no. 
listener, sorry you were having to go through this deep dive with us. But yes, <laughs> bugles. Uh, oh my God, ew. Uh, this is not you. This is just stupid. <laughs> I looked. Okay, so what I Googled is chips that you put on your fingers. <laughs> that's how bugles came up. And there is this thing, uh, a finger food utensil, where it's like a like a plastic thing that you put on your forefinger and your thumb so that you don't get like Cheeto dust or chip dust on your fingers. And I'm like, you guys, what the fuck? Use a napkin. Lick it yeah. off. If you're not in COVID times or yeah. like if you're just at home by yourself. Hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, my God. Anyway, that. Yeah. Very excessive. So that's what I was thinking of. Um, that could be what the candy fingernails are like the mm-hmm. bugles. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. OK. Whew, could be. It. Could be. Anyways. Um, yeah. So then Andy is thinking that crackle bars are healthy because it's like, yeah, they have rice in them. So they're healthy. And that's when Donna says her line of Andy. You're sweet, but you're simple. I have it written down. It's you're fine, but you're simple. Oh, you're fine, but you're simple. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. So I have this thing with Anne coming in and everybody being crazy, right? Unless mm-hmm. and Leslie comes out and she's all hyper. Mm-hmm. Um, April is sitting at her desk, like doing work. Mm-hmm. Like she seems fine. Mm-hmm. But then you go into the conference room and they have the music going on and April's in there crazy dancing with everybody yeah so that was interesting to me yeah i think that when when april's at her desk it almost seems like she's just like moving really fast Mm -hmm. like faster than she would which would be like her hype up because she obviously doesn't move at all when she's working right (laughs) so then when she i guess when she like hears the music she's just like okay let's go dance now you got this yeah But, um, yeah, I love this because Leslie's like, yeah, they're really healthy. And Anne's like reading the uh, ingredients and she's like, no, they're not. They are all just high fructose corn syrup. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, they're all dancing to this like EDM beat. And um, I clocked this is so random, but I clocked the screensaver on Tom's desk. And I don't know if you remember, like, did you ever have a desktop like in a desktop computer in your home? Yeah. Yeah. Where they... (laughs) The screensaver is like those squiggly lines from like the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, and they kind of like contort into all these different shapes. And it's like these neon shapes of squiggly lines. And I just, I guess it lasted in 2000, into the 2010s because he's using it. But it mm-hmm. just brought me back to like my hometown AOL desktop starter thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but oh my God. Also, I, if, I guess if we would pick, maybe that can be another like thing that we do and uh, like, or not instead of, but like in addition to favorite line, it can be favorite talking head mm. because this talking head of Anne's is one of my most favorite when she's describing the kids and how obese they are and uh, that they're like the fourth most obese city in America and they're chunk monsters. <laughs> call them like I see them. I call them like I see them. Because it is really harsh. And she mm-hmm. understands that as she says, you know, I just, I call them like I see them. Yeah. Because she doesn't want to get involved, but then I feel like she thinks she has to say something because of how awful they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Accurate. And then she's spraying Anne with, or she's spraying Leslie with the spray bottle because <laughs> everyone's crashing from the sugar high. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. I love which, that. Which there's more spray, to, spray bottles because um, that's that's what they do to Dwight in the office. Oh, yeah. With his concussion. concussion. Yeah. So that is so funny. I did a deep dive because I was intrigued. <gasps> yes. Um, on who the top for actually obese cities are Ooh, in the United love States. It. So I have two I have two sources because okay. they were relatively the same. 
but I had a couple differences. So the first one I had um, was McAllen, Texas was number one. Okay. Memphis, Tennessee was number two. No way! Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Baton Rouge, Louisiana was number three. Uh. Little Rock, Arkansas, four. And Shreveport, Louisiana is five. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. They're all in the south. Nashville is 20. <laughs> Again, I wasn't. I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to note it until I saw like it was within the top 20. So the, the and this is this makes sense because my family is from the south. Like the cooking is all like butter and, and all, sugar. As Paula yep. Dean says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so actually all the top 20 cities were either from mm-hmm. the states of Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama, Oklahoma, Georgia, South Carolina and Kansas. Oh my God! Literally all south of the Mason Dixie line. <laughs> yeah. So, which which is not surprising. No, because right? you add sugar in literally everything. My corn mm-hmm. pudding that I'm so proud of that my mom makes like it's it's a savory dish, but it has like a cup of sugar in it. Come yeah. on. Yeah, it's. I completely it's a lot. understand this, and also. If we're going to get political about it, which this is parks, I'm sorry, but a lot of southern states do not have the resources to have, um, you know, good uh, quality health care or quality Mm -hmm. uh, food sources. And Mm -hmm. they are most of the time lower income, meaning that organic and, um, you know, resources for those types of like health programs to talk about that in schools and whatever are not relevant or prevalent at all. So, I mean, there's that, too. Yeah, very accurate. El Paso, Texas is the highest with diabetes. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Two state, two cities that were left out on my first source, um, but were in the top five in my second source are Jackson, Mississippi, and Mobile, Alabama. Uh, which one what was the last one? Mobile. Mobile. Oh, Alabama. Mobile. Okay. Mobile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. I didn't know how to pronounce that either. Um, a couple people were uh, are from there. Or, yeah, are from there that I work with. Or maybe okay. that was only one person. Regardless. Mobile. Yeah. Weird. I mean, not weird, but yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, thank you for looking that up. I think that's really um, insightful. Yeah, I was I was intrigued by it because, yeah, I just feel like it's hard if you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? but and yeah. and you're all like, I mean, I think it's a, a pretty family thing, but I, especially in Southern cultures, to pass down recipes. Yeah, you know, and nobody's yeah. really like my grandma used to cook like that all the time, and then my uncle became vegan mm. and super super in in on his health. And so he's been like advising her how he how she can swap things out to make it healthier. Yeah. And she and my grandpa look look really healthy now. But like yeah. they they never would have changed that if they weren't told what the benefits were. Right. Right. Well, and, you know, off of that, too, there's the flip side where so many people, especially down here, I feel um, just speaking from experience for my family, they are so um clingy to their traditions Mm -hmm. and if the tradition is not the same as what they were raised as or what their mom or grandma or whoever did they get really offended Mm -hmm. or they get really like confused as if they don't know that they can change things you know what I mean (laughs) and it's like some feat of engineering to change you know even just a tiny bit of thing like instead of adding a a whole cup of sugar, you add maybe three quarters or half a cup or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or you add, you put in agave or whatever the fuck instead of regular sugar. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, I remember when like whole wheat flour was like all the rage and um, like lean cuisines and stuff like that. And people would be like, it was a trend for sure. But people were like, oh, was that like, uh, 
why you know what i mean um so yeah I, it's it's kind of like when uh leslie at the women's not yeah the women's conference award things in london where she's like they cling to their fried dough mm-hmm. <laughs> that's really true uh, in so many areas so yeah. i think that that's really uh yeah that's important to mention too and also just like all the fast food restaurants here mm-hmm. as well and just like just the way things are cooked here in such butter and oil. It really yeah. is. <laughs> but it's also the U.S. lifestyle. Like, because if you look That's at other, other countries don't value work as high mm-hmm. as we do. And so people like, I don't know about you, but like, if I can put in an extra five hours and get paid more so I can pay my bills, like I will work the extra five hours, but then I'm taking out the possibility of me making dinner. Right. Yeah. And people. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So people like do lean cuisines or they do the takeout because that's faster and they can get more hours into work. Yes. And, and it's just not healthy. Like Europe, I, Europe gets so much more vacation than we get. It's ridiculous. And mm-hmm. they get, you know, they, and I think they, they just, right. They care more about what they're putting in their body and stuff. too. Right. And, well, and yeah, I mean, g- going off that too, like that, there's so many things that add to obesity. It's not just food. It's no, your yeah. health patterns. It's your stress sleep. patterns. It's your, yeah, it's your mm-hmm. sleep patterns. It's everything. Um, like as a holistic view, which I think that we don't really do. We're just like, Oh, take out fast food. The end. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which like it, you know, uh, is a big deal. Sure. But it's definitely like, we have a lot more stress, I think than a lot of people. And like the timing is a big deal. Like what you just said, about like it's easier and cheaper to potentially go through a drive through and get like you know $20 for five people as mm-hmm. opposed to like making your own meal at home mm-hmm. which I think is great that this like these new things of like HelloFresh and all that kind of stuff is coming out now yeah. so that you can kind of like be healthy but also create family time and I think quarantine quite honestly might have helped with some people like not going out as much like and getting that much um I mean, obviously, the quarantine 15 was real. <laughs> so, like, there was that. But you know what I mean? Like, just thinking about your lifestyle a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's it's a big deal. Health is so, um, so complex. Yeah, it really is. But I do so love many barbecue. Facets. So it's fine. <laughs> Which you can love barbecue. It's all good. So we're not trying to cut anything out or limit ourselves. No, well, we're it's like everything. In moderation. Yeah, in moderation. Like, I do, like... I feel like I'm pretty self like health conscious, mm-hmm. but do did I go to Walmart and buy a giant ass cookie with frosting on it to mm-hmm. have with ice cream and leave in my house for me to eat for the next week? <laughs> yeah, I did, but yeah. I'm not eating the whole cookie today, and I'm not eating, you know, right bad things for me. Well, every and I meal. also think in Europe, and um, this is the last thing I'll say before um, we move on, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like um, the like in Europe and other. Like even Asian, uh, like whatever, uh, and a bunch of other different cultures like walking and, uh, you know, being outside is a little bit more a part of the culture or mm-hmm. like uh, transportation wise. Like we just sit our butts in our car for so long as opposed to like walking to the next destination because that's just how our um, our systems and our cities are built kind of mm-hmm. thing. We don't have public transportation where like as in Boston, you know, you would walk everywhere and you would get I, in your yeah. exercise that way almost, you know. So I and I also found. <laughs> What's that? I miss my lifestyle in Boston oh, sometimes. Me too. Me too. A hundred percent. And it's a little bit cheaper too because you're not paying car insurance and whatever. Mm-hmm. And gas. Um, and gas. Yeah. But I remember when I was in Athens, like I also saw and just in a lot of like European countries and, and even in Asia and wherever, like a lot of older people seem to be out and about walking. It wasn't mm-hmm. just like the younger generation. It was like I saw a lot of elderly people actually still 
out and about and like being active. And by active, I don't even mean like running marathons. I just mean like moving. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, that's really fascinating. So we'll we'll keep in touch with the. Uh, I wonder if that how often that is like censused, if you will. You know. Yeah, that was from twenty twenty one. Okay. Okay. So interesting. Yeah, yeah, and they probably get it from like doctors' offices and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, would have to be anyway. Yeah. So uh-huh. now they're going to the library. Are you there? Yep. Okay. And this is one of the best scenes in the whole world. I love this so much. So, so Leslie obviously hates the library um, for reasons untold. But the librarian at the front desk is so nasty. And guess what? She messaged us back. <gasps> she is one of our lovely guest stars who is so, so lovely and wonderful and um, so on it in, respond, uh, in responding to, you know, my questions and everything. But I love the way that she reacts. Like all her facial expressions were so good mm-hmm. i just thought it was so funny saying that parks people can't read also and that <laughs> and that leslie has a book about the, the female no, orgasm <laughs> super loudly <laughs> which is like super out of character for a librarian but she's that she doesn't like leslie that much right um and then leslie steals the movies and knocks over that cart or whatever um but so anyways, this librarian, her name is Brooke Bomber. She actually comes back in a couple episodes for Ron and Tammy 2 and Ron and Jammy. Um, and I think she's in one other one, but I don't know if she was credited or not. But she's in a bunch of stuff as well. Um, Fresh off the boat, a few other things. Um, but she sent some very sweet voice messages. I asked her what it was like to audition. And then she told me a little bit about um, the fun run slash like improv moments. And these are gold. And I'm going to try. I tried doing this before I got on today and I think it might work but I think it might not so there's a way you can share the sound via zoom so I'm gonna see if I can do that okay um if I because I can screen share Mm -hmm. and then if I screen share I can share the sound but since I have headphones in I don't know if it'll do it so let me just see if I can't oh no wait it's this one so I go on here I actually auditioned for Parks and Recreation multiple times. I don't specifically remember the audition for Marcy, but I just remember being off the charts excited when my agent called to let me know that I had booked this part because it was such a hilarious scene. Okay, awesome. Uh, I'm glad I found that out. Okay, this is how um, this is her on set memory. Working with Amy Poehler was an absolute dream come true. She is the perfect partner to have fun with in a scene. She wants to laugh. She wants to make it as funny as possible. And I will also say Rashida Jones was just as wonderful. But one particular memory that really sticks out to me was we had done the scene about six or seven times. We had got it in the can, but now Amy just wanted to play. And so she turned to the director and said, hey, this next one, let's just improv it. And she looked at me and she goes, is that all right? And I said, perfect. And so we started the scene again and there's the line uh, where uh, Leslie says to Marcy, oh, how does it feel to work in a job that's almost obsolete? So when we did the improv version, Amy said, hey, Marcy, how do you feel about the Kindle? And in that moment, my mind just went blank. I thought to myself, Kindle? What's a Kindle? I have no idea what a Kindle is. And what seemed to me to be about three minutes of silence probably was only about a second, but I was frantically trying to think of, oh my God, I'm going to kill this scene in this improv moment because I don't know what a Kindle is. And I remember my reaction was, Leslie, that's a low blow. 
and they called cut. And she looked at me. She goes, oh, my gosh, that was so funny. That was such a great response. And I thought to myself, if you only knew, I couldn't think of what a Kindle was. And at that very moment, it dawned on me. Oh, yes, the electronic books. I remember just feeling so threatened that I had ruined the scene somehow. And sure enough, I didn't. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's crazy. That's really cool. I know. I thought that was so wonderful. Especially like when she says also like, I thought I had ruined it and Mm -hmm. I like didn't. And then it just again, it makes me really think about how gracious Amy Poehler is as well Mm. to be like, oh my God, that was so funny. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And just another thing too, like with improv in general as well like when you're thinking about it and how like you think you might have ruined it but you were just playing the truth of the scene so it ended up being fine anyway you know mm-hmm. what I mean yeah so anyways but thank you Brooke that was so cool I actually also asked her if like maybe later on when we review other episodes that she's been and if she would want to come on and review a show with us and she said she'd be totally down so awesome. I'm probably going to have her come on when we get there which yeah. I don't think it we're too far off um I think Ron and Tammy 2 is probably next season Season um, three. Yeah. I think. So anyways, um, so we're there. And so thank you again, Brooke. We will send you um, a message when we get to your scenes uh, and let us know if you have any other things that you want to talk to us about. Um, But yeah, we're super grateful. I was so excited. Um, But anyway, so Leslie and Ron are now meeting with the city planner. Or um, Maddie, did you have anything else to say about the library? No. No. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we're now meeting with the city planner, Paul, to confirm that Parks is good to go to have Sweetums at the park concessions or taking over the park concessions. And Leslie's kind of backing down now because of the health problems that she thinks it might cause. And she keeps calling for sidebars with Ron and Paul. <laughs> Which my thing and, is, why does, why does Ron even bring her places sometimes? I think it's so funny, though, when um, <laughs> when she asks Paul to have a sidebar and he's just like, no. No. <laughs> I I laughed out loud at that part. Paul does um, not care. Right. And then, but yeah, Ron is like, I think it should be the people's right to eat whatever they want. And Leslie, you know, thinks that we should protect our citizens, which is just an age old problem in government. Um, and I did message Paul, a reminder that he's Phil, his name is Phil Reeves. He was also in the office and Veep and a bunch of other amazing things. So I've messaged him and hopefully he um, will get back to us. But uh, this is when Leslie is like, we should probably have a public forum time. You know, to just like make sure that mm-hmm. our uh, everything's good, and yeah. he's like, Paul's like, yeah, that's a good cover our ass type of move. So <laughs> he literally says that. <laughs> and Ron is so grouchy. This is when his assholery starts because Ron is an asshole in this mo- in this uh, episode as well. Yeah, for a brief he, moment, and it, it like Leslie lays it out to Paul. He's like, well, she, he's just upset because I wouldn't let him drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also, I mean, she's. He's annoyed as well. This is adding on to it because she doesn't think or he doesn't think that government should be interfering in this. And right. Leslie's just like, I want to look after the citizens. Um, but anyway, so and I'm not saying that Ron is on any sort of asshole level as Tom by any means. Just mm-hmm. want to make that clear. <laughs> but oh, yeah, um, cause we're about to find out what kind of asshole Tom is. Oh, my God. Yes, exactly. We're here at Tom's and Wendy's house. I hate him even more. He hasn't even folded up the fucking boxes. He also misled them and said it was odds and ends when really it was the entire effing house. Uh, Literally all of it. And again, it takes hours upon hours to put the things in the boxes, Mm -hmm. let alone 
carry the boxes to the truck and have the truck go to the new place and then unload Mm -mm, mm -mm. like that it's awful like i can't like i would be i would have i would have walked away the second i walked into his closet i would have turned around uh, which, speaking of his closet, he converted a, another room into his closet, which I think is hilarious. That closet's mm-hmm. dope. I want that closet. It is dope. <laughs> it's very organized, too. Very organized. He takes his uh, organization of his dope-ass clothings and suits and everything. Um, also, there's a deleted scene where one is a Bowflex and, and then one is a solo flex. The one that we see in the actual episode is is called a solo flex and mm-hmm. then there's a bow flex against the wall on the other side of it and andy's like have you ever used both at the same time <laughs> he was like yes <laughs> that's um, funny and then we see that he has the movie deep blue sea the canadian version question mark apparently which i guess maybe is a nod to wendy but i don't think so i think mm. that he just has a bunch of them um but i i researched this because i've never seen this movie have you seen this movie Mm-mm. Oh, my God. I looked this up and I never I didn't watch it, but it was a late 90s movie. And it's like about this research team taking DNA from sharks to try to cure Alzheimer's, which is wild. I know. Um, But then like shit hits the fan, obviously, and the sharks go crazy. And Samuel Jackson, Samuel Jackson is in it as well as already worth seeing. Already worth seeing. I was like, what the fuck? What a pair. But uh, (laughs) I had never heard of that movie, nor have I seen it. So uh, that might have to go on my movie list. But Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. And then this is our first appearance of DJ Roomba. Yes. Which this had to have taken some effort on Tom's part, because how do you make it so that the remote controls both the ro- the Roomba and the speakers? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So had to do something. Yeah. This is before Bluetooth. Or do you maybe just press a button on the Roomba and then the remote is just for the uh, for the Apple? I don't know. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know because my dad has a Roomba, but I've only ever watched it like one time. So I don't actually know like how it act- all works. Like, is there a remote to it or do you just press a button? I don't know. Mm, I just press a button on mine, but I have <clears throat> I have it Bluetooth to my phone. Oh. But I don't know if Bluetooth was a thing then, Back then. because that that um, speaker that he has, the iPod sits in it. Right, right, right. I do remember those like the iPod docks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I really love this DJ Roomba. Um, we definitely see him more, so that mm-hmm. is super exciting. Also, Andy, I have to say, looks so sweaty still, even before the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why he's always so sweaty. He's just in a perpetual state of sweat. <laughs> yeah. And Mark is so over it. Oh, you can see his face and how disappointed and just like freaking upset he is, which I would totally understand. I don't know why he doesn't leave. <sighs> Like, honestly, like, I love you, Mark. And I think, you know, you're doing a nice thing. But at the same time, like, I don't know, maybe I've changed, but like, my weekends are sacred. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm like, if I have free time to not be working, like, obviously, if you came to me and you said, Maddie, I need help moving, I need help putting the stuff in the boxes and stuff too. I would be like, Hell yeah, I'm there. I'm helping but you. But then, I don't then care. you're prepared it's, for that. <laughs> right. But it's also different because we're not acquaintances. We're not like, yeah. co-workers who just hang out when we have Randomly. to go to a dinner because Tom's getting divorced you know like, <laughs> it's like we you know you're a close friend I would do it for you but like you know you show up and the job is so much bigger I would have yeah. been like all right I'm going out to eat uh, I'll leave the pickup truck here you can load it up and I will be back <laughs> yeah totally oh my god so dumb also I have to say I ordered um or hired a moving company the last time I moved Best money I've ever spent in my entire life. Mm-hmm. It was the easiest thing I've ever done. And I mean, I am by myself. So like, 
I, I'm sure I could have asked my friends and I've had friends that have asked me, me to move and everything like that or help them move. But I, oh my God, I was just like, it would took a couple of hours and they loaded it all themselves. I didn't have to do anything. I had to like put some, maybe like my laundry basket or something in my car and obviously my cats, but I was like, this is so worth it, especially if you've got furniture. Oh, fuck the noise. If you are trying to move like a couch or your bed or whatever, like give that to some professionals that yeah. I can't. We um we moved from in the same apartment complex. We moved from a third floor apartment down a hill to a second floor apartment. Mm. And we were like, we don't need help because we're literally going maybe 100 yards. Yeah. Yes, we needed help. Like getting the couch down, it was a hot mess. So like we made a pact together that the next time we move, we're not doing it. Yeah. Mm -mm. No, I know you always think it's going to be easier than it is. And then it just Mm -hmm. ends up being so much more than you thought. And you're just like, this is so not worth it. And moving like we looked at um, or heard on Leslie's list of stressful things is one of the things to be stressed about. And Mm -hmm. I don't have time for it. I'm just like, no. Yeah. It was so worth it. So highly recommend that if anyone's moving. If, you, if you've if you got the means, you can find local. I found like a local person that was cheaper than like a corporate moving company. Mm-hmm. So like if you've got that, totally worth it. Yeah. But uh, anyways, so now we're at the public forum and Anne is explaining how unhealthy these bars are. Uh, and there is a cut scene, which this is a, my actual favorite line, which I think is funny because it is a deleted scene, but I'm sorry, I'm going to introduce you it to you guys. It. And I'm going to use it because it actually is. But uh, Leslie says, this is Anne. You know, I'd like to introduce you to uh, Anne Nurkins, a respected purse, uh, purse, a respected nurse. <laughs> she is as wise as Dr. Phil and as beautiful as Dr. Drew. <laughs> Nice. And then, and then Ron says, but okay, she's not an actual doctor. And Leslie's like, yes, that is true. But as we all know from TV and movies, nurses know better than doctors. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I think I, I, want bo- I, I don't know if I'll have to choose one sentence or I don't know. But that whole interaction, the Dr. Phil, Dr. Drew thing and the nurses know better than doctors. That is my actual favorite of this nice. whole episode. I love it. <laughs> I'm so sad they cut it. Oh, yeah. No, that's pretty great. I love that. Because that's the thing is like we we kind of just in the episode, we just show up at the forum and we don't really know. Like if we didn't watch the show, I mean, obviously, if we're like living mm-hmm. in Pawnee, we don't know who Anne is. Right. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. I also I love- really like I know this is random, but I really like her sweater that she's wearing. I mm-hmm. would totally wear it. That's like gray and white sweater moment. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cute. Yeah. Anne, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Anne. Mm-hmm. yeah. I like a lot of Anne stuff. Me too. And I also really love this chart um, behind Anne. I think it's so cool. I took a picture of it. It's explaining um, what most most health bars have, like versus what Nutrium bars have. And uh, I took a picture of it. And some of the health bar ingredients are dried fruit, nuts, juice, and oil. And Nutrium is literally corn syrup, high fructose corn syrup, modifiers, and corn oil. So it's basically just like corn and sugar. Ugh. And like substitutes for foods. <laughs> right. Oh, gosh. Oh, God. There's a park and some pals and there's also therapy, too. Hey, everybody. Sorry if that was a little bit abrupt of an ending, um, but that's where we're going to leave part one. Um, so I am coming back on here just to let you guys know that that's what's happening. We're going to have part two next week. Um, but I also have a little bit of a game slash challenge, maybe slash bribe perhaps <laughs> I really want to release part two okay here's the deal I want to release part two um 
and I honestly I would have had a near three hour uh, you know part one or full episode if it was up to me but at the same time I kind of want to experiment with this and I did think a three hour podcast might be a tiny bit too long right so um, here's a deal so if I see that there is um, and as I'm saying that it sounds like a mom being like if I see a clean room you can have a candy no this is stupid I'm so sorry anyways um, no if I see in all seriousness, if I see a new uh, podcast review, um, I will upload it early. I will upload part two early. If I see a new podcast review on Apple Podcasts or I get or one of two things um, or I get three like messages either on our Instagram Park Pals podcast in our email Park Pals podcast at gmail.com or however else you want to reach out to me. If I get at least three people saying, yeah, I'd really like to have part two early. I will do that. I just want to like experiment with the engagement of our audience members. And I also kind of want to like see tangibly a little bit like if people listen to the end, (laughs) if you will. (laughs) I see the downloads. I see them and I appreciate them. We all, Maddie and I both see them and uh, or I tell her about them and we see them and we appreciate them. Um, But I kind of just want to like see. Uh, Yeah. And also part two, one of the reasons part two is uh, so long, just as a heads up, is that um, David Haddinger and I, the one that has the Jesus line of sugar tasting so good because Jesus made it so good or whatever the hell, um, which we'll explain a little bit better in the interview. But we talked uh, and there was a lot in that interview that I thought was good that I didn't want to cut out. Um, and so I am giving that its own little space. But again, I would like to do it now. I would like to have a two and a half, almost three hour uh, episode. But at the same time, I'm respectful of timing and how people like to enjoy listening to this. So uh, that's what I'll do. That's the deal. So if I get if I see one more um, Apple podcast review, one new one, uh, or I get three people telling me that they want part two or just reaching out and saying, hey, I heard the pod. uh, I'll release it early. I will. I'll do it. You test me. I might even do it anyways, regardless of if I hear um, those things. Maybe this will be a failed experiment. Who's to say? But regardless, uh, thank you so much for listening and for uh, the people that have reviewed it. We appreciate it so much. And the guest stars that reached out to us, I am so grateful. Maddie and I both uh, really enjoy hearing all those behind the scenes details. So thank you again so much. Uh, And then, you know, stay tuned for whenever part two comes out because it's a doozy, you guys. We've got some really wonderful news and and uh, n- well, news, I say news, but I mean, like, we've got some really wonderful behind the scenes news because it's new information, which is news. Anyways. All right, you guys have a great holiday uh, weekend. I say holiday weekend because my office party is this weekend and I'm thinking that a lot of people's holiday parties are this weekend. So go get good and hammered. If that is your intention, take an Uber, take the Uber or the Lyft or have a DD or, you know, do something to not drive drunk and uh, have so much fun. And we will see you next week or maybe just maybe we'll see you early if I hear from you. All right, you guys talk to you soon. Maddie and I say hi and bye. And uh, thanks for listening. Bye, guys. There's a park and some pals and there's also therapy, too.